What's up, Rooted fam? <laughs> Y'all can hear my voice is uh, struggling, but we here though. Uh, welcome back to the one and only Rooted Life podcast, where we help people pursue wholeness in the areas of faith and relationships. And if you're new here, just know that you are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. And if you've been rocking with us, then shout out to you for being a real one. Mm-hmm. It's your girl Dorian, aka Doe, and I am so excited to be in our brand new Rooted Life studio with my girl today. What's up, Mo? Hey, I'm Morgan, aka Mo, and today we're kicking off season five, episode two, all about friendships. Last episode, we kind of went in. Mm. I was listening to it this morning. I was like, we low-key went in. Yeah. Um, We made the argument for why this conversation about friendships is so timely, particularly after we all are in a season of reassessing our friendships and relationships after spending a year at home. And we talked about the importance of friendships and why many of us simply fail at adult relationships and Mm. friendships. So it was a good episode. So y'all need to check that out if you haven't. Um, Doe, what was your favorite part of our first episode? Uh, I mean, I think I just loved talking about taking accountability Mm. for our failed friendships. It's so easy to look at other people and point out all the things that they did wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it shows a level of maturity just for us to be able to say like, yeah, they did some things wrong and here's where I could have been a little bit better. So I think self-evaluation is really key to success in any relationship. Yep. That's it. (laughs) I was trying to think what I wanted to add, but there's really nothing to (laughs) add because you covered it. Well, Let's jump into one of our favorite parts of the episode, the glows and grow. So go ahead and kick us off. Tell us about your week. Hooja. Uh, My grow, I believe, is just to kind of focus on patience. Like, Mm. I had a lot of ups and downs this week, just emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, getting excited about things and then being let down and then thinking that it was going to go one way and then being disappointed. And I had a really good conversation with my dad, and he really just called out the fact that I just love to be in control. Mm. And when anything in my life requires me to be patient, to see how God is going to let it play out, Mm. I'm I'm resistant to that process. Mm. And so that's where I want to grow. I want to be more patient and just kind of release control okay. and truly trust God. Um, and then my glow. So I led a crazy week at mm-hmm. work, probably one of my biggest event weeks, I would say ever. Honestly, I was coordinating something at nine different places at once mm-hmm. and also hosted our very first in-person event since uh, the pandemic. So I mean, as y'all can hear from my voice, this <laughs> week basically tried to take me out, but uh, thankful that God gave me the strength to get through. Mm. Love it. Love it. I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week. My glow and my girl kind of all Mm. lumped together into one. Okay. Um, Last week, I mentioned that I'm working on setting boundaries in some of my relationships. And okay, I didn't ace the test this week. I'm not (laughs) able to come back and be like, yeah, so like all the boundaries are kept. Like, not necessarily. But I did begin to pray and think about strategies. And I think growing up, a lot of us were taught spiritual practices, which are helpful and important, but we weren't really given practical tools Mm. and systems. And so I'm proud of myself and grateful for the Holy Spirit for helping me move past the place of condemnation to a place of self-evaluation where I Mm. could celebrate, okay, you did do this, this, and this better. Like Mm -hmm. just diagnosing myself, okay, but we need to work on this, this. Let's add this strategy in. So I'm proud that I was able to just like honestly assess where I'm at. And I'm proud of myself and being able to implement some practical and biblical strategies to, to work on these boundaries. So mm. We'll see where we go from here. I'm actually proud of you. When, when you. I got the text of like, hey, girl, what you think about these strategies? I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's just so mature of her. Wow. I'm just so proud. Wow. Truly, I'm so proud. Thank um, you. 
Well, y'all, coming off of our intro episode, before we get into addressing uh, the different types of complex friendships that we're going to do later this season, I feel like it makes sense for us to kind of zoom out and start with a broader approach to friendships. So today we're kind of going to talk about some of the things that we believe are essential to healthy friendships. And so many of us just fail at friendships simply because we don't have the tools in our toolbox to be successful at them. And some of us do have the tools, but we don't know which tools to use. It's like if I went to my mechanics uh, uh, auto shop, I was like, all right, I got the tools, but I, I also need knowledge. So I think mm-hmm. it's kind of one and the same. Like we need the right tools and we need the right knowledge to truly thrive in our relationships. And I think all of this helped us uh, realize that we wanted to write a devo about friendships and we wanted to share what we've learned through our friendship and provide folks again with the tools and knowledge they need to really be successful in their friendships. Yeah, I mean, I think that now that we have a tangible resource that we can use among our friends, it's just much more helpful to be able to do that deep dive and kind of evaluate where we want to grow. So Mm. let's get into these tools, better known as the five C's. So they are commitment, communication, consistency, compassion, and confession. Now, y'all know it's important to us that we're working off the same definition when it comes to these words. So we're going to break down what we mean when we say a specific word Mm -hmm. so that we're all starting from the same place. So our first tool is commitment. Now, when you say commitment, a lot of people, I think, they think of exclusivity. Mm -hmm. You know, they think of a romantic relationship. But since we're talking about friendships, when we say commitment, we're talking about establishing a mutual dedication to the longevity of our relationships. Mm -hmm. That's a good definition, right? Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, friendships are not going to last if both parties are not aligned around a willingness to persist in the relationship. So we all know that relationships will endure difficult seasons. So if we're not on the same page about being fully invested, both of us, then it's only a matter of time before the relationship Mm-hmm. That's good. I love the my favorite part of the definition is the word establishing. Like that's so mm. important. And I feel like a lot of us are moving in relationships where things have not been established or one person oh, thinks so one good. thing and the other person thinks nothing. Like we have we have no mutual mm. like foundation to grow our friendship up because we're coming from do, two different places. So yeah, I think that establishing word is just so important. So how have you seen this tool play out in real life, whether it's an established commitment or lack thereof? Mm, well, I'll talk about a situation where, to your point, because we had not established, we had to kind of like get back on the same page. So mm. with one of my close friends, we were just going through a season where she was super busy at work. Mm. I was really busy. We don't live in the same city anymore. So you already have to work harder at friendships that yeah. are across state lines. And I remember thinking like, dang, maybe our time has just come to an end like maybe Mm. it's time for this relationship to end and when we sat down with each other and kind of like talk through some of our concerns and how we've been feeling we were both able to align around like wait we don't want this friendship to end like Mm. we actually want to persist through like this is weird and hard and confusing and like there's been some miscommunication but we we both want to be here so I feel like in that specific experience I learned that commitment kind of demonstrates our devotion to our friends yeah and so you know it it was a, a moment for us to be able to see like we're going to show up regardless of the the rough patch that we're going through mm-hmm. um and i think that the best part about this particular tool in general is that like we can base it off of how god remains committed to us so through commitment we get to mirror his forgiveness his love his mm-hmm. honor to our friends the same way that god does to us oh that's so good and you all got to grow in the process yeah like, grow as did. individuals and so i love that y'all didn't let the tension 
or the frustration in your friendship, but decided, like you said, to lean in instead of pull away. Cause I think a lot of us are, our natural reaction to conflict or something hurting our feelings is to pull, pull away and lean away. But Absolutely. I love that you all were like, no, we're going to, we're going to lean in cause this friendship is worth it. Yeah. So the second tool is communication and we're defining communication as the primary tool we use to effectively articulate and engage in our friendships. Mm. And I think this pillar is so important because this is a place where many of our relationships and friendships suffer I think because a lot of us have not seen people model this yeah. uh, clearly or um, in a healthy way growing up. And so I think a lot of us just struggle mm -hmm. to communicate in a clear way. But when we communicate in clear and intentional ways, understanding is sure to follow. But when yeah. we commu communicate in unclear ways, misunderstandings and confusion are sure to occur. Mm, that's so good. And I, I find this one to be trickiest as well because we each have different approaches to communication. Mm -hmm. The way that we hear and process things and then the way that we speak is also different. So, yeah. you know, I think that also kind of impacts how we communicate. But how have you seen this one play out, you know, in real life? Oh, girl. <laughs> so many ways, mostly with me not doing a good job at communicating. But years ago during my first round of therapy, I was expressing to my therapist, like, no one shows up for me and no one asks me, you know, all these things. And she was like, well, you don't even tell them what you need. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even give people a chance to show up for you because you have not communicated what you need from them. So you can't blame them for that. Like, that's yeah. on you. And um, because in that time of my life, I wasn't communicating my needs or desires or the way I need to be supported. I lived a very isolated life. Mm. And so I learned that I needed to communicate in order to give people a chance to show up and to have true intimacy yeah. um, in my relationship. So um, we had a moment a few months ago <laughs> where I was struggling to get over this dude. I was about to say trash dude, but that wasn't nice. But yeah. I guess I still said it. So sorry, Holy Spirit. This guy, Duh. your son. <laughs> Um, that I dated very briefly, <laughs> did not turn out well. And I just felt like you weren't there for me in a way that I needed you to be there. And so we had to have a very awkward FaceTime call of me telling you that. And it was weird and awkward. And we were both very uncomfortable. So I was sweating. I don't know if you were sweating, but I think I was, I was sweating. Well, yeah, I think I was more uncomfortable because it was so unexpected. Mm -hmm. I, like we were like just having a normal conversation that you were like, yeah, and then I feel like you just wasn't even there. And I was like, wait, I like, I remember looking back at the phone, like, wait, are we having a, we having a moment right now? I was like, okay. We're having a moment. Um, it was awkward. Um, but I think the role that, that, that this tool played, the role that communication played is it helped me articulate my feelings, mm -hmm. particularly how I was feeling and communicate like, hey, when I'm dating somebody, this, this is how I would like to be supported. Because honestly, now that I think about it, we've never done that in a way, no. you know, to be like, hey, when I date somebody because we've been single for so long, mm -hmm. we actually are learning how to do that now. Yeah. To our yeah. defense is like we're, we're learning how to be friends that date yep. and like how to navigate so that right. with one another. But yeah. um, I think it just allowed us to have a hard conversation and to, again, establish what we both needed mm -hmm. when we're dating somebody because we had had a similar conversation on vacation about what yep. you needed. And so. It just allowed us to move through the discomfort and to allow and allowed us to have like deeper intimacy with one another and have a relationship where we can be real and also support and love each other well. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that is resonating with me around communication that you said is giving people the opportunity to show up for you. I mm. think when we don't communicate well on our part, yeah. then we don't even give people a chance to show up. And then we get into these narratives in our head about how people are not communicating well mm -hmm. or being there for us when like we haven't done our part as yeah. well. So super good. Love that one, man. Okay. Mm. All right. So our third C <laughs> is consistency. Ooh. And when we say consistency, we're talking about how we build security and trust in our friendships. Yeah. So one of my favorite lines from our devotion on this 
is that inconsistent friendships lack confidence, but regularity in friendships builds trust. Mm. And I'm sure we've all had these experiences where a friend didn't show up when they say they would, or they failed to follow through, and it made us question whether or not this relationship was one that we could even trust and rely on. Mm, yeah, I feel like this one is really hard <laughs> to navigate because you don't know, like, okay, do I lean in more? Mm. Okay, do I just not be involved in this friendship? Do yep. I lean? Like, it's it's such a nuanced relationship because yep. it's hard to know how do you navigate in the way that's loving and honoring, but also, like, you're not being treated like trash. Correct. So I'd love for you to tell us how you have dealt with inconsistency in your friendships. Mm. Well, I have a specific relationship that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a relationship where, like, at one point we were best friends. Like, you know, growing up, middle school, we always at each other's houses. High school, mm -hmm. like, went to each other's proms, roommates in college, like, all the things, you know. So we had established um, a commitment to each other in a way. Yeah. And so there was, like, a shift in the relationship after college where it was, like, you know, I would reach out. I wouldn't really hear back. We would make plans. They would get canceled. And things were just, like, really flaky, honestly, for a very long time. And so to your point of, like, I was like, okay, I am committed to this friendship, so I'm going to lean in. Yeah. I don't want to just cast it to the side. So we use communication to sit down and talk about, like, okay, like, this is what I feel like I need. This is how I want you to show up. And I think through that conversation, we realized that like she just wasn't really able to meet me there. Like mm -hmm. what, I, what I needed, she wasn't able to provide. Yeah. And there was a point where I had to realize like if we continue to stay in this relationship, like we will only build resentment and bitterness toward each other because she's she was consistently upset that I was asking of so much. Mm. And then I was consistently upset because I felt like I wasn't getting enough. Yeah. And so I think it's like when you come to that crossroads is when you have to recognize, okay, this relationship is no longer serving both of us in a way that is healthy yeah. and fruitful. And so what I love about consistency is like it works both ways. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to evaluate, okay, this person's not showing up for me in X ways. But then we have to also look at ourselves and say like, am I being consistent like yeah. am I following through whenever I say I'm going to do something and if I'm not am I communicating in a way that makes room for whenever I am inconsistent so um yeah it, it's a hard one and it, it is tough to decide to like let a friendship go because of that yeah. but I think that in the end um even though it's hard it allows both of y'all to kind of be able to move on amicably the best way that you can yeah, and I love that you talked about the accountability piece. Like, it's yeah. not just how everyone else is showing up, but it's like, am I showing up as a good friend? Am mm -hmm. I being consistent? So I love that it's kind of a twofold. Um, so our next tool is compassion. And when we say compassion, we're talking about inviting grace and kindness into our friendships. It's really, honestly, a test of whether we receive God's grace for ourselves or not. Period. That's it. It's like, if I can receive God's grace and I can show grace in action, which is compassion. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about what it looks like to show grace in action to the people that God has allowed us to build friendships with. Yeah, I really like this one because, honestly, I think it's because where I want to grow the most. Mm. But it's also just like this opportunity to be able to put our own feelings to the side and to think about someone else before mm -hmm. ourselves. So there's a level of humility that comes into play when yeah. it comes to compassion as well. So talk about how you've seen that one work in your life. Yes, yeah, so I have a friend who's much younger. She actually just turned 21 mm. two days ago. So for a long time, we were 10 years apart. Baby girl. Um, and I love her. She's like a little sister to me. And we hadn't talked for a while which was kind of weird because I reached out to her and she was we just hadn't been able to connect mm -hmm. and so eventually we talked and she's telling me she has a boyfriend and there's something else she needed to tell me and she was just really scared and I was like girl you're pregnant like <laughs> God already told me you ain't gotta we already done talk we good baby yeah. and she was like oh are you disappointed and I was like no you're gonna be a great mother like you have grown so much and I mm. believe that God has ordered your steps 
And if this is what he is allowing to happen, then I think that he's going to grace you to be a good mother Mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. And she just was kind of shook. I think that she had told other people and hadn't had a good reaction. Mm. He felt embarrassed and scared. And um, I think it was just really cool that in that moment, I got to meet her with compassion. Yeah. Not critique, not hard questions, not why did you No, Like in that moment, my friend needed me to just be like, I love you and I don't think any differently of you. In Mm. fact, I'm happy to get to love an extension of you. That's great. Um, And so I think the role that the tool played is like, it opened the door for me to love her more Mm -hmm. and for her to see the love of Christ and for her to not feel judged or embarrassed, but just feel loved. Um, and I think it ushered in grace and allowed our trust to deepen and our friendship to go deeper. Cause I tell her all the time, like, I love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so this gives me the opportunity to be like, this is the, no matter what yeah. I still love you. I mean, I, I think that aspect of loving people through whatever you see in front of them, like just removing that judgmental aspect, like compassion forces you to not judge people. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have any business judging folks anyway, <laughs> all the mess we got in our own lives. But I love how compassion is like the tangible way to be able to love someone through embarrassing moments, mm-hmm. frustrating moments, tough moments. Like it's the way to be able to say like, nah, my love for you remains regardless. Yep. That's so I love good. that. So y'all, our last tool is confession. Mm, save the mm. best for last. And I know some of y'all are probably like, all right, cool, I'm gonna cut the episode off right now. I'm good. But when we talk about confession, we're talking about creating transparency and vulnerability in our friendships. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I think this could be one of the strongest of the five tools. Like that vulnerability piece in friendships, it just takes it to a different level. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because it's scary to expose ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we are the first to tell you that it's not necessarily easy, but it means that we get to unveil a truth that someone could use against us, but we get to see them not do that. So we're able to go kind of deeper into that intimacy piece. And it's so liberating because when we share in that moment, we get to free ourselves from that shame or that guilt associated with our secrets. Yeah. I just think that freedom is just so life changing. Mm -hmm. And I think the enemy loves for us to be isolated in shame and regret and fear but when I share it with somebody it's like now we can carry this burden together yeah and I think too there's been so many times where I come to you and you remind me like girl even this week we were talking about something I was like girl that's a lie from the Mm, enemy like it gives us the opportunity to speak love and life into each other when we confess and it also builds intimacy with us which Mm -hmm. is beautiful yeah so I'd love for you to tell us how confession Hmm. um, has shown up in your friendships and maybe how you've used it in a way to to grow deeper these are my confessions oh I don't know why I I just was surprised Man, usually y'all, you know, my voice is struggling today, but I usually got the uh, vocals for y'all. Really? (laughs) Don't act really. (laughs) Anyway, uh, well, funny enough, one of my most humbling moments around confessions, and really I think my first one, uh, was with you Mm. when we were both kind of choosing on the same guy. And I mean, basically, you just got more play than me. And I was so caught up in my attitude and my feelings that I took it out on you. I was being short. I was being distant. I really wasn't trying to be bothered by you. (laughs) And then I felt bad because I was being a jerk to you. And then I felt dumb for being jealous. So I just started to spiral and create even more distance between us because of what I was doing to myself, you know. Mm. And finally, we were at Aunt Pizza. And randomly, I was just like, girl, I'm sorry. I was just jealous of the situation. And I remember you being like, (laughs) we were like checking out. And I remember you being like, wow, okay, though, like, that was really big of you to say. (laughs) And I remember being like, yeah, girl. But I felt so light afterwards. Mm. Like, I cannot even put into words how free it felt Mm. to just be able to get it out 
And then to know that like, okay, my emotions, my attitude and the lies that like you wouldn't forgive me for that. Mm. I, all of that just kind of faded away. And mm -hmm. I was able to step out of that funk and I got to experience the power of grace from you, from somebody mm. who loves me. So when we think about like confession, I think the importance of that tool is that it stretches us, but it stretches us into deeper intimacy with our friends. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like putting yourself out there and knowing that you could fall, but like the grace and the love and the kindness of your friend catches you. Mm, that's sweet. Yeah. That is so sweet. Look, sweet. At, look at God using us. It was sweet. Well, y'all, at the end of the day, you need all these pillars to thrive. We could say like this one's more important, but you need all of them to you thrive do. in your friendships and in your relationships. And I think really each pillar provides an opportunity for us to grow deeper in our faith with God and our mm. relationship with him and also deeper in our relationships and friendships with one another. And on top of that is if that's not enough, he lets us experience his love and his grace and his kindness through mm. our friendships. So, Doe, tell the people which pillar resonates with you the most. If y'all didn't guess already, it's confession. <laughs> I mean, like you were saying, like, I just hate how the enemy tries to close us off from truth. Mm -hmm. Like, he literally just tries to take it and twist it and turn it into something just impure like mm -hmm. it, it's not the truth and it's not you know what we get to see and what we experience from God yeah. and so I think that confession to me is so powerful because one it was foreign in all of my relationships I never really even used it until we uh, became friends and kind of started growing in that way mm -hmm. but I feel like it just builds safer and stronger friendships as mm -hmm. a result and so I mean, I think that the opportunity to be able to love on someone and like bring them back into the light mm -hmm. when they confess to you is also such a great experience as a friend. So mm -hmm. just, you know, to people, if someone is confessing something to you, make sure that you are receiving that well and yeah. like not being judgmental and just encouraging them so that y'all can kind of create that foundation and keep it going forward. Yeah. And I love what you said too about it, it providing more safety. It's so ironic mm. that something that feels risky, which is confessing, mm -hmm. could actually cultivate more safety yep. and security in a relationship. Never thought about that. I love how you said that. Um, I think for me, it's communication. I think that we, something God has been checking me about is that we underestimate the power of our words. In fact, in my studies yesterday, Ooh, come on, study. <laughs> he convicted me. And what I got was that through studying Philippians is that um, complaining is questioning the providence of God. When I complain about what's going on, I'm questioning his goodness. And just he's just been hitting me hard with like, you need to be careful with your words. And the Bible talks about that all the time, the power yeah. of the tongue. And so for me, it's just a good reminder to be mindful of how I'm using my words, to be intentional and in how I communicate to my friends, to use my words to build them up mm. and to love on them. Um, because the truth of the matter is that words can either be a source of joy and encouragement or they can be a source of deep pain and wow. hurt. And so we want to use our words to uplift one another and to be intentional and prayerful about how we communicate with our friends. That's so good. That words part, you, you just got me. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> well, y'all, this was good. good. I mean, with a tea. With a tea, good. Uh, I'm so excited, though, about our next episode. Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into uh, navigating a season with no friends, mm. a.k.a. me, myself, and I. Which is a great Beyonce Come video. On. When she was going God backwards, remember? Everything it. was like in reverse. Oh, my God, That was yeah. such a good video. Ain't no need to cry. Took a vow that from now on, I'm going to be my own best friend. Ooh, that's sad. Come on now. I mean, it's happy, but okay. Ooh, keep but it, it ain't wrong, though, <laughs> sometimes. Wrong. In some seasons. But one thing we didn't tell y'all is that each episode uh, going forward, when we talk about these different types of friends, it's going to be paired with one of our favorite songs. And at the end, we'll drop a little playlist. Mm -hmm. A great idea that Morgan had that she actually forgot about. Yeah, I forgot about it. So we're so excited about that. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Dorian, for reminding me of an idea that I forgot. But we can't wait. So if this episode resonated with you, 
Be sure to check out our full devotional on the YouVersion Bible app called Thrive, The mm-hmm. Five Pillars to Fruitful Friendships. And be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast. Yep. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please do us a favor, y'all. Mm-hmm. Rate us five stars. But more than that, leave us a brief review. We really love to see what y'all are saying about the podcast and to hear about something that you loved. Yep. And also, we just want to shout out to everyone who tagged us in post with our new Devo. Thank you for just showing us so much love for being so excited with us. Thank you for supporting us and for sharing with your friends and family. Well, y'all, we love you. We're so grateful for you and we'll see you the next episode. Stay rooted.